We come around to Luke's Gospel again as we had every three years to hear this story of Jesus healing a woman who has been crippled for 18 years and just so happens to be doing so on the Sabbath day. Every time I have heard this um, scripture talked about in a sermon or in instruction, the emphasis has been on the fact that Jesus was healing on the Sabbath, which was considered work. And indeed, that was forbidden on the Sabbath. To keep the Sabbath holy, mankind was to rest. And indeed, this scripture is about the fact that Jesus was healing on the Sabbath. But as I prepared for this Sunday, I became keenly aware of Jesus' admonishment to the religious leaders, calling them hypocrites, as he did last week in the Gospel lesson and noticing what it was that was so hypocritical. Indeed, they lead their donkey or their ox to water on the Sabbath day, and that is work. But the hypocrisy in their um, admonition of Jesus is that they treat their animals better than they treat another human. They have forgotten that this woman is a human, and they won't even extend to her the grace of the law and offering her healing on the Sabbath day. This particular emphasis is very profound for all of humanity in all times. The atrocities that anyone has done since the beginning of mankind have been empowered by the ability to forget the humanity of one another. We give names to people in order to make it easier which is why bullying is considered such a threat to stable um, society and for the care and love of another person. Name-calling is the first step to gain strength to do the worst thing you can do to someone else. How can you shoot someone unless you consider them your enemy? And by calling them your enemy, then you feel the strength to do do the action. Today marks the 400th anniversary of the first enslaved Africans arriving here on the shores of what is now the United States. They arrived in Point Comfort in Hampton, Virginia, and what is now considered Fort Monroe National Monument and Park. Perhaps you've heard about the emphasis on today, this 400th anniversary, an effort led by our National Parks Service something that I find encouraging and liberating and empowering. On this day, we are invited to remember the contributions of enslaved people and in their capacity, in their their enslavement, this country was able to fight for its freedom. The United States had to have some um, fiscal privilege in order to fight against such established countries such as England and Spain and Portugal and Norway, I mean, not Norway, but um, uh, the Dutch. Sorry about that. And that is what we remember today, how it is that people were brought to this continent and enslaved for the financial security of a burgeoning nation. It's hard to recognize the sin of our country. When I've talked with people at, on, at times, they've talked about not wanting to discuss it, 
They don't want to feel guilty for something they didn't do. But I'm wondering if the guilt is a misnamed feeling. If really what the feeling is, is sorrow. The burden of knowing someone else's suffering. Maybe the feeling is anger. An anger that we are caught up in a sin that we wouldn't commit if given the choice. That's something that we confess in our general confession every Sunday. The sins done on our behalf. And so perhaps it's a misnaming of the feeling, but nonetheless, the feelings are immense. Sorrow, the burden of noticing someone else's suffering, the anger at being a part of that even without intention. These are all real feelings. And the discomfort of them does not give us permission to not look and notice. But maybe guilt is a part of the feeling Maybe there's a guilt in a maintained ignorance, a recognition that we're not noticing the total history of the United States. Maybe there's a guilt in the refusal to consider something different than what we've always known. Maybe that's where the guilt lies. In the Episcopal Church, we have prided ourselves, if I might say so, um, in not fostering guilt. It's been one of our banner um, things that you come to the Episcopal Church, we will not make you feel guilty. And I'm not saying that you should feel guilty. But what I am saying is when you feel guilt, you shouldn't run away. There are occasions where guilt is the feeling, along with sorrow, along with regret, along with the burden of knowing suffering, along with the anger that comes along with being a part of something you wouldn't sanction. And but just because we have these heavy and unfortunate and uncomfortable feelings doesn't free any one of us from addressing the truths of our past and our present. The feelings are calling us into another way, to go deeper and to trust God's work in us as we go deeper. And so that's why we celebrate the contributions of enslaved people over 400 years in this country. Not because enslavement is good, not because of the sin of our nation, but we do so because they fought for their humanity for 400 years. From the very first ship that landed here, people fought for their humanity. And that's what Jesus is calling out of the religious leaders in the gospel today. That they need to recognize that this woman who has been bent over for 18 years has come for healing and it should be hers. If they would give something good to their ox or their donkey, why can't they give it to another person? I came across a poem in my prayer book, something that I've had the pleasure of having to say on um, once a week because of the structure of this book. The poem is called Abu Ben Adhem, Ben Adhem being the man's name. And this poem was written by Lee Hunt. And here is how it goes. Abu Ben Adhem, may his tribe increase, awoke one night from a deep dream of peace and saw within the moonlight in his room, making it rich, and like a lily in bloom, an angel 
writing in a book of gold. Exceeding peace made Ben Adhem bold, and to the presence in the room he said, What do you write? The vision raised its head, and with a look made of all sweet accord, answered, The names of those who love the Lord. And is mine one? said Abu. Nay, not so, replied the angel. Abu spoke more low, but cheerily still, and said, I pray you then, write me as one that loves his fellow men. The angel wrote and vanished. The next night it came again with a great wakening light and showed the names whom love of God had blessed. And lo, Ben Adhem's name led all the rest. Jesus gave us only one commandment, that we love one another. And it's an exceedingly hard commandment to keep. It challenges us again and again into unknown territory. And every time, I would say, we try, we realize our failure. We become conscious of how badly we do it, love our neighbor. And yet that is what God calls us to do through the commandment of Jesus, love one another. And so may we be faithful. May we not be found to be hypocrites, but may we hear the challenge that Jesus offers to us, calls out in us, to look beyond names and labels to the humanity of one another to discover the humanity of one another, to discover Christ's presence, and to honor that in all that we do. Amen. <clears throat>